Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. What is up? It is your boy Johnny Max, joined as always with Dan Garcia. Also joined this week by. Chris, that's your cue. Chris, the curator Johnson. <laughs> and this is another edition of the All Angels podcast. Um, under much better circumstances this week than uh, Sunday. Yeah, today or than Sunday. last Monday, or uh, last Wednesday. Yeah, or, yeah. Or the Sunday before that. Yeah, um, especially the- <laughs> especially considering who we were playing and all that good stuff. So uh, we were recording on Sunday. As we were recording, there was a game going on. So we'll quickly talk about that game real quick. Um, we kind of touched pretty much on the whole game on Sunday. I think it was about the seventh inning when we stopped recording. Yeah, so it was, it was pretty close. To yeah, the it end was. It was kind of towards the end. I think the Angels were down six three at the at the time, but uh, they ended up losing that one seven to three. Heaney's final line was three and two thirds, eight hits, five runs, four Ks. We talked about it on Sunday how he just couldn't finish off guys. He couldn't finish off an inning, and that just came back to bite him in the butt ultimately in this game. Yeah, and again, too, something that you like seeing, too, was a bullpen that came in. Um, technically gave up two runs. Only one of them was earned. So, again, um, this bullpen, and we'll kind of get to it as, a, as the, the games that we're going to uh, recap, but the bullpen seems to be very up and down. Yeah. When they're on, they seem to be, you know, really good. Like I said, uh, Haney went three and two-thirds, but the bullpen was able to kind of shut him down after that. So it gave them a chance to, to come back, which, um, you know, ultimately was short. And, and it kind of sucked uh, getting swept by the, the Rangers. And you can kind of tell why our sense of optimism going into Monday against a team that was when that just won nine in a row uh, might be kind of uh, low. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it in previous podcasts before when you play teams like Texas and uh, Seattle. You kind of want to take care of business with those teams so that when you get into a series like we just wrapped up with Oakland, you want to at least have those games under your belt that you won. You know, you took two out of three from the Texas Rangers. You took maybe two out of three from Seattle. You go into a game with Oakland. Not that you can afford to lose a game, but at least you won a couple series before. But they straight up came up against Oakland, who had won nine in a row Yeah, after getting swept by the Texas Rangers. Yeah, I did not. Like, oh, here we go. Yeah, I did not have any high hopes for this team heading into Monday's game. So let's talk about it. Monday's game was a was a, a doozy, I guess. It was a very up and down game. It was a fun game to watch. It was a long game to watch. It was almost four hours. Yeah, but... it was like ten, like thirty five. When like 
I, I think the game ended, and I'm like, this game started at 6 or whatever. Well, 640, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Monday against Oakland, like we mentioned, it was uh, Oakland was hot. Nine in a row. Angels just got swept. Angels got ahead early on this one, capped by a two-run home run by Rendon. That is sky high, deep toward the corner in left field. Moving over. Robbie Grossman near the wall, gone. Big fly for Anthony Rendon. A two-run shot, 3 nothing Angels. Good to see Rendon kind of get something, hit something hard. That was his first hit, and they were saying the longest stretch of his career was like 20-something at bat. So pretty much that road series against Seattle and Texas, not a a single hit. So we were kind of talking about it before the pod. I don't know if it was his home cooking or, I don't know, getting back seeing the family again. I don't know what what happened, but he's been on a stretch, and he continues to be on a stretch. Yeah. just in that road series, nothing hit hard. I mean, I felt like if he didn't strike out, he popped up, and it was just well, he, he was, was still getting, getting on base. Yeah, he was getting a lot of walks, but any contact he made was not hard contact. He right, might have hit right. a cup, maybe two or three balls, pretty hard in the infield, and maybe lined a few, but nothing that you. I mean, it looked bad. We were too. We were like, man, he is struggling. He's not squaring anything up. So good to see Rendon get the Angels ahead. Uh, the Angels had scored a run earlier on, but he capped that with a two-run shot. So heading into the second, the Angels were up three nothing. But Tehran gave it right back in the top of the second. Um, Tehran didn't have it in this game. He just wasn't the same. I thought he his game before was better than this one. Yeah, I mean, again, this guy, I don't know how ready he is just because he got into summer camp late. He got, um, uh, you know, he, I don't, he didn't really have a start. Like, yeah, you can do inner squad starts so much, but at a certain point, you know, you need to see actual, you know, other guys, major league caliber guys. And he's still kind of in my eyes getting into that spring training, uh, kind of flow. And so, yeah, not exactly what you want to see out of Julio, but I just, I don't, I don't know. I think they rushed him back. I don't think he's ready. Um, I think it's going to be touch and go with him for a little while. Absolutely. So in the top of the third, Chapman, freaking Matt Chapman, uh, <laughs> gave the A's a 5-3 lead with his second home run of the game. Um, Matt Chapman. He just, kills. He's like Joey Gallo. He's like Shin Su Chu. He's one of those guys that just. I mean, he's a good guy. I mean, oh. the, the both Matts, Olsen and Chapman, you know, I think we mentioned this before. I mentioned this before. You know, if at the end of a year, if you were to tell me one of those guys was in the MVP discussion, I would totally believe you. And then you add uh, Simeon, their shortstop, again, in third place in the MVP voting last year, uh, like an MVP caliber player. They have a really, really good infield. It's not, yeah, yeah. They, they're, they're, they're not just with the bats, but defensively, they're pretty solid. So that gave them a 5-3 lead. Uh, the Angels would pull within one. And then uh, the A's would just, <laughs> they score four runs, or I believe in the top of the fourth, the A's would score four more runs, giving them a 9-4 lead. And at this point, you're thinking, here we go. Like, it's going to blow. Here comes a bullpen. They're going to start giving up runs again. We're not going to, you know. But the Angels started to chip away. In the bottom of the fourth, Trout would cut that deficit to 9-6 with this. That is hammered out the left field. No doubt about it. Big fly for Mike Trout. So Mike Trout strikes again. It's another home run. Daddy strength again. Daddy power. Daddy power is, I guess, is a is a legit thing right now. Yeah, for sure. So nine to six, the Angels will uh, cut the deficit to nine to seven, and eventually, uh, in in the seventh inning, Otani ties it up with this. That is drilled out to right center field. Laureano's going to watch it go. Big fly, Otani son. 
Otani ties it at nine at this point. Where do you think, Daniel? I'm glad I kept on watching the game because <laughs> there was a point where I think the Angels um, were down five, and it's kind of yeah. like you know, kind of like what we're talking about going into this series. We're kind of figuring out, you know, if they get into a slugfest, you know, the way the offense has been, the the, the A's are just going to run over them. And you know, they came back. Obviously, you're seeing contributions in this game from guys that you hadn't seen like Otani and Rendon in the previous, you know, road uh, uh, trip. So that was great to see him. But the ones Otani got that home run, then you kind of figured your hope, or I was at least, uh, that bullpen can hold it and, and Angels can somehow get another run across the board. And that was a concern right away for me was like, man, even if we tie this, can the bullpen sustain a Chapman and Olsen, you know, even, you know, Sydney on the bench, I got Liriano. Chris Davis who can hit a home run. Obviously, he hasn't been the same Chris Davis, but they right. still got these guys. Every Even Grossman, like he, Grossman had a great series ultimately. Uh, but, man, these guys can score at any time. But anyway, 99 hitting into the eighth. Um, it was Merrill Petit comes in for Oakland, and he has to face Mike Trout, a guy who he's had good numbers against. Right, and they mentioned that in the broadcast, yeah. how much uh, he's kind of, you know, I guess as much as any one pitcher can have right. Trout's number. But, yeah, he had really good uh, success against Trout. But it only takes that one pitch to kind of change things up, and this is what happened. That is hammered out to left field. No doubt about it. He's done it again. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. We're not and that would do it because uh, that put the Angels ahead 10-9, to and that would do it. I mean, they, they wrapped it up. Mike Trout ultimately hits a home run on that, you know, game-winning RBI with that home run. Right. Uh, the Angels shut the door down. Ty Buttry got the save. Right, which was a thing that kind of going into these last couple of games because of the struggles with uh, Robles, mm-hmm. you know, people were kind of – and they've asked us what we thought about who would be a guy that they would go to as a closer, and uh, Buttry went in there, got the job done, and so maybe that's something you can start seeing as the game's – uh, progress in, in tight situations. Yeah, uh, Butchery going out there and trying to try to uh, secure the save. And it was good to see Butchery kind of go out there, shut the door down. Um, you know, he it, it was a relatively clean inning. I think they got one guy on, but Butchery has the stuff. We know that he's right. got the, just, the. And again, capability. it comes down to like I don't know if it's just a spring training thing or you know these guys are kind of taking a little bit longer to get into game shape uh, more so than normal, but. Um, you know, it was good to see him out there and, and pitch high leverage innings and 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 do what he had to do. Get two, stri- I believe he got two strikeouts mm-hmm. um, to end the game, and, and so that's awesome to see him out there. In yeah, that kind of situation. I, I like the velocity too uh, from Butchery in this one. I, it, he was in the high nineties. Uh, he was kind of in the last couple of games, maybe 95, 94 range. Right, I saw him hit ninety eight at one point. So that's good. A little velocity there. Uh, maybe amped up to get a close, uh, get the save. Angels right. get the win. They broke Oakland's nine-game winning streak. Broke their losing streak. Uh, just a great, great, great game. All time. I, I ended up watching the whole game from start to finish the next day. Mm-hmm. But it was just, it was just a great, mm-hmm. great way to come back. No, and then obviously we mentioned the con- contributions between Otani and and uh, Rendon that we haven't had. And you know, Trout obviously has given uh, contribution. But when those big three have a game like eight for twelve four home runs and seven RBIs, it's going to be a real hard team to beat. And when Rendon came to the Angels, everyone talked about the offense, offense, offense. And this is a kind of a glimpse of what offensively they could do when everyone's kind of, um, you know, firing it on cylinders. Yeah, Upton might be struggling. Yeah, Albert might be struggling. Adele might be struggling. But if these three guys can contribute the way they did, uh, you know, they themselves can carry this team a long way. Absolutely. So great win for the Angels. 
Moving into Tuesday's game, Angels' most consistent starter took the mound, Dylan Bundy against Mike Fires. Cy Bundy. Right, Cy Bundy. Mike Fires has been a guy who has had some success against the Angels. And I believe he did with his last, his last start against yeah, the Angels. Yeah, he's a guy that um, once he gets on a roll, he's tough to deal with. Um, yeah, you can get to him, but like I said, he gets on a roll. He's he's pretty damn good pitcher, uh, the whistleblower. Uh, yeah. But it was zero zero. It was a zero zero game until the fourth inning when Anthony Rendon puts a uh, one spot up on the board with this solo home run. Six. That is drilled out to left field. The Angels are gonna have a one nothing lead. Anthony Rendon with a big fly, his third. So Anthony Rendon does it again. Good to see him hit the ball. Square again, it up. Exactly. I don't know if it was home cooking or what, but that obviously back-to-back games with the home run. Mm-hmm. And again, when these guys are, are, are clicking Trout, Rendon, Otani, and you saw uh, going into the series, I believe they started it on Monday, the the, the shift in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw LaStella go to sec- the second spot. You saw Trout, Trout drop third, down to third, third, and then you saw, obviously, Rendon and Otani kind of... They've been kind of flip-flopping back and forth, but it seems like this might be kind of a, a winning combination, putting Trout in the third, um, and then kind of, I guess, maybe playing the hot hand behind him, whether it's Otani right. or Rendon. Otani but either, or way, Rendon. either way, you know, I, th- I think it's a good combination, whoever's behind Trout. But, um, you know, obviously, Fletcher's doing a great job getting on base. Yeah. And then uh, Lestella always has that opportunity to hit a home run. He always has that power. Right. But... Um, yeah, it was really good to see these guys kind of produce these last couple games. That two spot too is is um, a lot of versatility there for the Angels. They could they could put Goodwin there as well. He if does a great to, job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a well, lot I, of good versatility. What I like there. too is that you know it looks like it before um, Madden was kind of trying to play the matchups lefties right lefties right. Now it seems like after the last couple games, he's more willing to put his guys that are doing you know, well pr- producing. Yeah, even if maybe if the matchup isn't great, but. Trust that they're seeing the ball good right now. Trust that um, they're kind of in a groove right now and, and, and go with it. And, and, you know, that's, I think, as Angel fans, was kind of like baffling. It's like, you know, so-and-so had a great game. Why are you taking them out? Yeah, I know it's lefty versus lefty, but why? You right, know? So right. um, hopefully that can produce, obviously, some more. Absolutely. So this inning proved to be a great inning for the Angels. Uh, Castro would not, wouldn't, would come up to the plane. He wouldn't be outdone uh, in that same inning with this two-run shot. Castro hits one out toward left center field. This one chasing Ramon Laureano back to the wall. Gone. Big fly for Jason Castro. A three-run jacket. It's 4-0 Angels. We talked about this catching position and the, the offense that they're getting. Castro and Stasi have been doing two, a great yeah. job. Yeah, and again, offensively. offensively coming into this game, you would have thought, you know, what would um, or who would, I guess it would be like the, the um, uh, the hole in the lineup, and you just kind of mm-hmm. figured it would be that catching position, whether right. it was Stassi, because Stassi, again, at the end of last year was horrible. Oh, like, terrible. I mean, terrible. And, and fans were on him about it. He seemed to flip the switch. Um, Castro came in, and there was kind of an unknown about what he could bring mm-hmm. offensively with the Angels, but it seems like between the, the, the catching position, they have definitely exceeded uh, mine, and I think fans in general, their expectations coming into the uh, year. Yeah. Uh, that wouldn't be it in that fourth inning. And just for good measure, Goodwin joined in on the home run parade in the fourth inning with this. The next pitch. This is lifted high in the air. And this ball's carrying deep out into right center field. It is out of here. And again, we talk about Goodwin. Just <laughs> This guy how, came out of nowhere, man. I'm I'm saying, and how good is that to have someone like that in, in like the 8-9 spot where right. 
you know, he can do that, hit a home run or get on base and flip the lineup back over where now he's on first with maybe like one out. Now you have Fletcher and, and the top of the lineup come up behind him. So, um, you know, we talked about last, we had a, a question about Goodwin and does, did, does he deserve like a full-time starting spot? And, and, and I mean, he's constantly proving that he does. Yeah, absolutely. He is not giving us a reason to question uh, that. So that would ultimately be enough for the Angels. They would tack another run on this uh, Fletcher solo shot. He'll hit one out toward the corner in left field. Robbie Grossman, get ready. Get your dancing shoes on. Gooby, big fly, David Fletcher. Fletcher showing some pop this year, man. Right, and exactly. It, he's the pop that, you know, anything extra you, you take, you, you, you'll get from him. So, like, you know, if he hits five home runs, great. That's probably five more than they were expecting, you know. But, um, yeah, it just seems like when everything is um, – working it, it, it everyone's uh, yeah. contributing top top to bottom that lineup when everyone's clicking is pretty dangerous because we've talked about it before that this offense looks great but they all need a click but the bottom line in this game is Dylan Bundy seven innings almost an identical line to his last game where he went nine innings gave up four hits didn't walk in him and struck out 10 and this one he pitched seven gave up four hits only walked one which that's a great stat and 10 strikeouts again double digit strikeouts for the second consecutive game Dylan Bundy pitching great. Yeah, exactly. Like, obviously, we'll kind of get more into the Bundy season a little bit later because we have an email question about that. But from this game, you can just tell the confidence he's having on the mound. Um, there was a point in the game where he missed a spot. And normally for pitchers, if you miss a spot, one or two things happen. Either it's way outside or, you know, inside. It's, it's off the plate for a ball and, and whatever, next pitch. Or you leave it over the middle of the plate, it gets crushed. He's missing his spot, but he's so he has this stuff working so well that it gets fouled off and he gets another opportunity. And I, I think for Angel fans, you see some of these pitchers that come up, they miss a spot and it's getting crushed. It's a home run. Yeah. So for Bundy to be producing the way he is, yeah. especially having two really, really good starts back-to-back, um, getting in, get, finishing seven innings, but also pitching a hundred and whatever pitches. You know, obviously the last two games have been a hundred plus, but um, man, he's turning into a workhorse for the Angels. Yeah, crazy to think that the Angels have a pitcher that can go plus six innings and throw a hundred pitches. That's unheard of nowadays. So, oh yeah, definitely crazy, especially the last like three years. But yeah, we'll get more into Bundy. There are some things that we we sh- we need to talk about Bundy, but we I, like you said we have an email question later, so we are recording Wednesday, and it was a finale. It was a day game, it was a one o'clock game in Anaheim, um, and in this game, Griffin Canning took the hill, four innings pitch, six hits, four and runs, two Ks. Last time Canning went out, he couldn't find the strike zone. He was out of out of control. This time, I think he I, he found too o- much of the strike overcompensate zone. Overcompensate a little bit. He found too much of the strike zone. Left the balls up. He paid for it. Only going four innings, that's something that needs to change. I think that's been a problem for Canning, not being able to go further than four or five innings. It's 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 a problem. He's still young enough to get things together. Um, Oakland jumped ahead early. Chapman, again. Um, God, man, Chapman, that guy. Uh, they jumped to an early one nothing lead. Trout wouldn't be outdone in the bottom of the first inning. He ties the game up with a solo shot. Um yeah, and it was then, Olsen, not Chapman, by the way. Oh, Olsen. And they're both named Matt. Matt. I understand Matt. the conversation, the Matt, confusion, whatever. but yeah, Olsen is the one that both. If it's not Olsen, it's Chapman. Chapman. So, you know, one of the two, pick your poison. Um, yeah, so they it was 1-1, but then they quickly gave it back. Uh, again, it was, it, was, it was one of those back-and-forth games. They took a 3-1 lead. Angels came back. They tied it. Then Oakland took a lead again. 
and then the Angels pull within one, and then in the bottom of the eighth, it kind of the floodgates opened up a little bit. They scored three times, and that was it. It was eight to four. So yeah, and then obviously anyone that's been to Angel Stadium, you know, on a no marine layer. Yeah, on a regular seven o'clock start by eight o'clock, you can start feeling the the air thickened a little bit, and it gets a little bit harder to um, it gets a little harder to uh, hit the ball out. But today, or any kind of day game for that matter, but for hot as it is in Southern California. Uh, this last couple of weeks, it it the balls flew, so it was obviously um, you get it up, and there's a good chance it was going to fly a little bit further than uh, you expected it to, and I think exactly what happened. Yeah, so they lose this one, but they took the series two games to one against Oakland. I mean, and we have an email question. I don't want to get into that one either, but great, they that's awesome. That's what you need to do: win series, and they took two out of three from right. Oakland. And then two, we kind of talked about it last uh, last podcast. At this point, it's great beating the A's because they're a division leader, but you're not that far away from the second second uh, divisional spot. And this year with the extended playoffs, that spot is just as good as a regular um, division winner because you're in right. the playoffs. So right. with that being said, you know, the Astros and the, and, and the Rangers, they're both under 500 themselves. Like, the, the, you know, the Angels are like a game and a half out. Right, right. So uh, from that spot. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, Houston's not having a great season right now. They're they're leaving the door open for the Angels. Even you know, if you look, I think the Rangers too. They're not that far. Right. I yeah. mean, they're the only the, Seattle. Every team and and the Rangers and Houston and Seattle are all playing right now. Um, obviously, we finished with the Oakland A's, but besides the A's, every other team in the division has seven wins. Right. So, um, Seattle and Texas are going to play are playing right now. So obviously, one of them is going to win, but. You know, this second placing for the division is right there. And then, again, you win two out of three a couple times, you're going to be right in the mix. And I think for Angel fans, yeah, it would have been nice to put an AL banner up, you know, AL West, blah, blah, blah. But if you can get in with that second divisional spot and kind of make a run, um, then I think that's the more realistic uh, view or, or goal for the Angels this year. Absolutely. So, Series wraps up. They have a three-game set with the Dodgers coming up here in Anaheim. And then they got the Giants after that. So, four with the Giants, right? Uh, it's two and two. So, like, yeah. two and two? I'm sorry. Yes. Well, four, four total. total. But, two but, and two, but yeah. two and two, yeah. And, and again, with the Dodgers coming to town, um, they're lucky. They're not going to get Bundy. They're not getting Cy? They're not getting Cy Bundy. But, you know, for this quick uh, pitching matchups, Friday will be Kershaw versus Sandoval. Um, Lefty matchup right yeah, there. Yeah, we'll see how it is. Kershaw's last start, I don't think, went great for him, so we'll kind of see how that goes. Um, Saturday, it hasn't been announced by the Dodgers, but uh, Andrew Haney will take them out for the Angels. And then uh, Sunday will be Julio Tehran for the Angels, and we'll Eek. see Eek. if he can bounce back. And Eek. I heard or I saw something where um, Dustin May might be getting that Sunday start there, rookie, um, sideshow Bob-looking pitcher, which – which we've seen, we've seen him pitch. I don't know if you remember down yeah. at the Quakes, and even back then, he had some mm-hmm. crazy stuff. And I remember he stood out to me too because that was around the same time Joe and Brandon were with the Inland Empire Six, and those guys were like, "Wow!" Mm. Like they would come back, and you hear him talk about it in the dugout, like his stuff is moving this, his stuff's moving yeah. that. He's a really good, really fun pitcher to watch. Yeah, man, I saw him uh, about a year or two ago in Rancho. I went to a game with my wife and. Um, my father-in-law it was his birthday. He wanted to go to a baseball game, and the only action was uh, the Angels were on the road. So we went to Rancho because the Sixers were playing, 
and Jemai Jones was down there. I think it was the very start of last year. I think Jemai or the year before where Jemai started in, in like a few games in uh, high A with Inland Empire. And, dude, the movement on his pitches was ridiculous. He has right. like this cutter that just cuts into right-handers. It's like 96 and moving towards your feet. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, he's a fun guy to watch. And it's just yeah. you feel like, man, the year we got Walker Bueller. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he might start Saturday. But, again, Dodgers haven't officially announced their other two starters. How about, how about you don't start them since we're not starting our best against yeah, you guys? Yeah, huh? yeah. Please? But, anyway, yeah, that that that's what we got to look forward to for the Angels uh, on the schedule. Um, that's going to wrap up this uh, three-game review for us. We're going to take a, a little bit of a change from last week when right. we only had one game. Yeah, three three games, but we're going to take a quick commercial break. On the other side of the break, we're going to have the curator, and we're going to get an email, questions, and all that good stuff. So we'll catch you guys in a little bit. Oh, those are the screams I used to make when I would cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Oh, yeah, thank you, Manscaped, for turning my loud shrieks here into multiple peaks here, cream of crop. Man, start taking notes because Manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past. Oh, yeah. Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce painful nicks and tugs. Yeah, those nicks and tugs are gone. This is their third-generation trimmer featuring advanced skin-safe technology. Oh, yeah. Technology so you keep your bad boys nice and smooth. Yeah, nice and smooth. That's right. And Manscaped Engineering Team obsess over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. They spent 18 months, yeah, 18 months perfecting that great ball hair trimmer ever created. The just-released new and improved lawnmower 3.0, yeah, the cream of the crop, yeah, too sweet to be sour, yeah. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The batting year will last you 90 minutes so you can take longer shave. And that water-resistant technology allows you to shave in the shower, too. Oh, yeah, in the shower after that, after that long match, uh-huh, yeah. One of the coolest features is an LED light that illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. So many people have written in stories about the Lawnmower 3.0 and have sent your man here, yeah. Sent them pictures so I could see the smoothness for myself. And I'll tell you something, man, that ain't kidding, that ain't kidding. It's a cream of the crop, yeah, oh, God, oh, yeah. You need to try this out for yourself. Get 20% off plus free shipping when you use armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off when you use armchair at manscaped.com. Oh, yeah. What's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. There is no shortage of action going on with our partner over at BetOnline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back with the NBA announcing its return in late July. 
But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer all have resumed play, and Ben Online has the best odds for their upcoming games and matches. Need more? Ben Online has simulated NBA, NFL, UFC live every day for our devoted gamblers, and check it out. BetOnline also offers hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. That's BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. Let's go! It is a beautiful day for a ball game. This is the Curator back here with another edition of the Curator's Chronicles. I love referring to myself in the third person. It's awkward, but kind of cool. <laughs> Whoever thought I'd be on a podcast. Um, I do. It I, do I do it all the time. Well, I know. You do. But I never thought I would be. Um, so, another edition of the Curator's Chronicles. Curator's Chronicles, if you're a first-time listener... Uh, first time caller or whatever it long may be listener. long time first time first long time. time i don't know um usually i give you some piece of history this day and age is baseball history but uh this season being that it's uh 2020 and anything goes in 2020 exactly because who knows what's what what's, what's coming tomorrow. next week i don't know i have no idea there's a lot of earthquakes happening at the salt and sea right <laughs> uh, now i don't know anyways <laughs> Uh, we're going to be positive today. Um, so this year, or this season, we're um, showcasing a little bit of the collection in which um, garnered, garnered me the, uh, the nickname, the curator from Johnny Mags over there. So um, this time I bring you a piece of the collection. Uh, I've only seen one um, in my time as, as a collector. Um, Tom Duino, the ultimate collector, um, I showed him this, and he's like, oh, I got like 10 of them. Of course. <laughs> of, course. Yeah. of course. Yeah, he's like, got 10 of them. I'm like, cool. Cool story. Um, Thanks, guy. Yeah. Not impressed. Let me go back and uh, try again. Um, but uh, today I bring you a credit card that was issued um, to season ticket holders that were in premium seating back when the stadium first opened in 1966. Um, this was issued by Golden West Baseball. So, uh, if you you know the name Golden the West, owners. Um, and this is uh, issued by the Anaheim Stadium Club, and this this uh, person was a charter member. So, if you're a season ticket holder, you can get your own personal credit card. I'm showing all the people on Facebook Live. I think you could probably see that, but it's a metal credit card in which you bust this thing out at a game Better and you say, card, hey, huh? put all my beers on this, right? Put Man. my nacho helmet. That would be so dangerous. My, uh, oh, yeah. At the end of the game or, the seat, or whenever yeah. you cash out, oh, dude, that would be so bad. Put my chocolate malt on this card. What else they got at the stadium, right? Nacho, uh, nacho, nacho, nachos. The helmet nachos. Helmet they nacho. weren't around back then. Grilled, you know, grilled cheese, oh, grilled the cheese, hot yeah. dogs. El you just throw it on the card, the right? Cheese. With actually no credit line probably associated with this. It was yeah, just, they didn't credit checks they just, back then. Yeah. They just charged they you. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, they Put believed, it on my tab. They believed that you would take care of it, and that's what it was. And there are the rules on the back. This credit card is transferable. Credit card holders responsible for all charges, right? But um, a pretty cool piece of history. Um, so this belonged to Maurice C. Jones. If 
you're if you're out there, hit us up. Relative out there, dude. We want to know. We, we want to know how it works. Um, My friend's name is Maurice Jones. I'm not lying. I swear to God, might middle, be his dad. middle name. C. I don't know, but it's not, it can't be him. Yeah. He's so like it was uh, section three, like three. Yeah. Section three ninety one seat two, but he just had to bust it out, and they would uh, take care of him. So I guess my question for you guys is, what is the best um, seat you've ever sat in at Angel Stadium? Ooh. I have never been in the Diamond Club, so I'll get that out of the way right now. Um, but I got the best seat I've had. It was really good. Was um, friend of Halo Haven Ryan Burke. Mm-hmm. He has season tickets. He's in the three hundred section, and it's like right at the first baseline. Okay. And you know he would hit me up every once in a while. I was like, "Hey, I can't go. Do you want the tickets?" <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And those are really nice tickets. I got a foul ball there. I mean, you're in that three hundred section where the the person comes up to you and asks, "Oh, you know, can yeah, I get yeah. you anything?" Love three hundred. So, love the three hundred. So that I mean, that's probably the best seat I've I've. Um, sat at now. If you're asking me for the best seat, I sit at where I actually had to pay. Um, one time, me and my wife sat at the. I think at the time it was the shock top. Oh yeah. Uh, section yeah, yeah, now yeah. it's like Saint Archer, I think. Right, right. That was really cool because you got to sit and there's a nice table in front of you. We sat at like the kind of the bar section of it where it's not like the tables where you're sitting at each other, but you're both yeah, look, yeah. you're looking out onto the field. Right. That was really cool. That was a really cool view, and the service was awesome. So, paying wise, I'd probably say with that seat right there. I have a few. Um, obviously, the the one time we sat in the suite all together. Oh, yeah, that got was hooked up on the suite. That was I pretty told, cool. How did I forget about that? That was awesome. That was the first time I had ever really sat that in the really suite. Cool, yeah. um, that was cool. But I sat um, two rows behind home plate back in like 90, 92 or something. They were playing Oakland. And uh, Mark McGuire was on the team back then. Conseco smashed. Well, I think it was 91. I think Julio Valera pitched that day, so I remember. But we were two rows behind the um, home plate. And then uh, back in probably 2012 or 13, I sat right behind the uh, one row behind the Angels dugout. Um, beautiful seats, uh, but paid for, paid for because those were all free. Yeah. Well, the the the, the suite wasn't. Well, yes, yeah, right. The suite wasn't. Uh, a seat that I paid for, I would have to say I sat. It was sat, heavily discounted. Right. I sat down the uh, first base dugout. Again, another game against Oakland for whatever reason. First base dugout, or not first base, yeah couple rows behind the first base dugout you could hear all the action it was an unbelievable experience to sit that close to uh the field but yeah what about that's you Chris? Be we gotta flip it on you now what, where was the best seat uh you've ever well i'm gonna one up all you uh you got on the field my uh well there, there are a few times well i actually got on the field yeah, during the national ago. anthem yeah, got that. to go through the backstage i was experience. at that game and i saw you well, i wasn't even game. thinking about that we one both were at the game um, like, wait wait how did he get there you're like what is this clown doing down there um my first day working in sales at the mission Inn hotel historic hotel in riverside california shameless plug um they're like hey we got we we um I guess the hotel paid for a suite, but they shared it with Scott Boris. Uh, so we get, so I got to sit in Scott Boris's was it, suite. Was it a suite suite or was it one of those dugouts? Down below, the dugout. dugout or, it was a dugout yeah, suite. Yeah, because he's so always, you always see yeah, him down there. So we're subterranean wow. um, on the right hand. Um, on the visitor side, I think it's still the same suite. Yeah, and he's so, always down there. So we're down there. Um, we're down below. Um, Fully stocked fridge, beers galore, all the food you can eat. And you, yeah, yeah you, like John said, you could hear the sounds of the game and mm. it's a whole different level. 
when that ball is crushed, it's crushed. And this is the A's that had Mike. I think Mike Piazza was on the A's at oh, that okay. time. Oh, damn. Nick Swisher. Yeah. And one of my colleagues was talking smack to to Nick Swisher. And you can hear it there. You can hear it. You can hear it right? there. Yeah. When you, you say, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That dude hears it. Yeah. And he turns to my, you know, my fellow colleague and, and tells him to, you know. Get go rocks, go fly a kite, go kick rocks, you know, pump Pro- your brakes. Probably not that nice. Yeah, though. it wasn't it wasn't like that. This is a kid show. That's um, hilarious. But I, I yeah. So that was probably my closest experience. Um but also I sat in the Diamond Club one time. Um it wasn't as great as it's made out to be because all that food and stuff you see through the glass that's not included. That's expensive. That's not included. So the yeah. ticket itself was like two fifty to get in. Which I, I got for free um, by actually a follower of Halo Haven. So that was cool. That's one of the perks of the job, right? Yeah. Um, but you had to pay for everything else. So it's like, oh, yeah, you're close, but you're not. And the best way to get close at the stadium is to act like you know what you're doing. And you just walk oh, down yeah. there in the fifth inning, walk right down behind home plate. Or not home plate. You can't get into that area. But, like, behind the dugout, like you're right. saying. Just, just walk and... You know, act like this isn't your first uh, baseball Rodeo. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. absolutely. No, you're right. Yeah, that, that was a free tip. You're welcome. Yeah, that's not even a. Don't act scared. Don't look around. Act like you've done this before. Well, yeah. Courtney will never do that with you guys. My wife, yes. <laughs> Either that or <laughs> nothing. I'm sorry, babe, because last time I saw she was on our Facebook yeah. Live. She, <laughs> she, hey, another way is uh, buy a Usher. Uh, Uniform yeah. off eBay and just walk oh, down there. That's, wear a straw that's hat. That's next level and right I'm not going to give my spring that's training little, trip for yeah. next. My spring training tip for next year. What I'm going to do next year in spring training? Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wait, Anyways, we shouldn't give all that away. Right? I'm saying, no can we talk about it off air then? Because right. most of the time we go with each other. I want to know this Uh-oh. extra tip. Oh. Okay. Don't worry. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that was a great conversation, guys. Uh, that wraps up another edition of the Curators Chronicles. Let's go. Not that we went anywhere, but um, but Chris has his own entrance and exit right, music, so we right? So we gotta out. we gotta play it out. But anyway, uh, yeah, let's 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 talk about uh, let's get into some email questions and because the email questions and comments that we have kind of pertain to like what's going on in the season and things we want to talk about. So, uh, Daniel, what you got on board here? And obviously, you can reach us anytime at All Angels Podcast at Gmail dot com. Again, that's All Angels Podcast at Gmail dot com. Our first email comes from Lamar Washington. He's all, yo, what's good? What's up with the team? Uh, LOL, man, I literally expected to get swept. Haha, keep it up, Halos. I yeah. think that was kind of the consensus. No, well, I don't know about swept, but um, I texted you and another friend of mine um, before the game on Monday and said, all right, realistically, the next six games, again, you had three against uh, the A's and three against the Dodgers. How many do you think the Angels win? And I said, I'm going to be generous. I'm going to be optimistic and say they win two. That's me being optimistic. And my friend, too, said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Two games. So, obviously, we weren't exactly thinking about getting swept, but those two games you got out of the way right away. Well, let's hope that the two games turns into four games or maybe even three. Let's get the split because um, they won the two that I've already said you know they were going to win. I hope they don't get swept the next 
I hope I'm hope I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. Let's put it that way. We'll, and we'll see. We'll figure it out on Sunday's podcast. But um, yeah, you know, we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier. I wasn't super optimistic coming into this series, um, even the six game series, because of like I said, the A's and the Dodgers both leading their divisions. Um, Angels struggling coming in. You just never knew what kind of Angel team you were going to get. Um, and you got a good one, two out of the three, and, and that's what uh, really matters. Chris, what did you think coming into this series against the A's? Did you expect anything crazy? Did you expect uh, losses or what? All I knew is it couldn't get any worse, <laughs> uh, especially with like, the whole Joe Adele, uh, you know, I don't know. Four what base error. Yeah, the field, oh, yeah. the field trip that was going on out there. Yeah. I, I, I like all I know is it couldn't get any worse, and I was hoping that that was kind of like one of those moments where they go back into the locker room. Hopefully, there's a leader like Trout, Rendon, Pujols that you know rallies the guys and they respond, and that's that's what happened. We yeah. saw that they came out the gates strong and. Um, uh, you know, those are division games. So you take a game, that's a full game that you're gaining. And like Daniel said earlier, like we're only a one and a half as bad as it's been. been yeah. We're only one and a half out of the second, you know, division spot for the playoffs. So, and um, we finally saw like the, all the guys clicking, like especially in the, the major lineup, ones. like especially the major ones. Yeah. Otani, Trout, um, Rendon. Rendon seems like he's kind of found his groove a little bit. And yeah, so. like, I don't know how much that oblique injury coming into the season has slowed down his, like, getting ready for the, you know, because at that point he hadn't taken a lot of at-bats in the yeah, squad games because he yeah. kind of was shut down and then the first handful of games he didn't play. So maybe it was something where he had to work himself into, you know, And he's shape. also, this is the first time he's really facing, Amer- you know, American League right. pitching. Hasn't right. seen a lot of looks at these guys except for interleague. So, hey, he plays the Dodgers and he did uh, pretty good against them. Kershaw. Kershaw, you're first, and uh, we know what happened there. So, <laughs> oh yeah, don't think we forgot. All right, next one from Daryl Roberts. Hello, uh, who would have thought coming into the season that Bundy w- uh, would be the guy we look to? Uh, are you guys surprised at his stat, at his start so far? Um, yeah, I mean. You know, I, I expect him to, to be an innings eater, to be a guy who can mm-hmm. who can go six innings, who can go seven, but not, you know, striking, you know, back-to-back games with double-digit strikeouts and being so in command and in control every start. I mean, even the even the loss, he had one bad inning, one bad pitch where he gave up the three runs, but cruised after that. So, surprised, yeah, I'm surprised at, at how effective he's been. Not surprised that he's being, he's, he's solid, but... I mean, he's beyond solid right now. He's just ridiculous. Yeah, and I think, you know, obviously when he came to the Angels, he got traded to the Angels um, for four, like, minor league pitchers. And, and some of them kind of had a name. Some of them were, uh, I think, just drafted. So they, you weren't sure how they were going to pan they were going to pan out. But, you know, Bundy didn't have the best, I guess, reputation coming from Baltimore. But a lot of people said, you know, let's get him out of Canyon Yards because Canyon Yards is obviously a – um, batter-friendly ballpark, and let's see how he does in a, in a hitter-friendly ballpark at Angel Stadium. But um, I guess one of the big things I forgot about Bundy is that he's only 27 years old, so it's not like he's a 34-year-old veteran pitcher that, you know, is is done. Like, yeah. he's you know, he's 27. Okay, whatever. Maybe he's a late bloomer, but would it be surprising if he was like a shoemaker type where – 
a late bloomer and he had a really great year like Shoemaker did in the uh, what was it uh, 2014 yeah right? yeah the last time they went to the playoffs yeah, he won 16 games in right would it surprise yeah. me no but like you know like I said he's younger than I thought he, he's obviously kind of the front line guy right now with the Angels but if you get like an Andrew Haney and a Griffin Canning pitching to the point where you, people thought they would um, that's you know a, 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 a pretty good rotation now it's not like the top rotation in, in baseball but um Bunny's definitely a really good surprise. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm surprised at how good he's been. Again, not surprised that he's effective, but yeah, at how good he he's been, absolutely surprised. What about you, Chris, over there? Were you guys really truly surprised? Ah, uh, a little. Did yeah. you see spring training? Well, I'm talking I mean, about that's... like when he got traded to the team. Yeah, spring training. He killed it, and that was kind of like, "Oh, is this?" Like but an but then again, that's no, but like training again. Like you're, you always say, yeah. "Wow, can he?" Yeah, can it doesn't he... matter or yeah. whatever. And right. then they had a stoppage and all right. that. Right. Um, the one thing about Bundy is, I, I always heard the name, right? Yeah, drafted out um, of high school. Top, dude, we're talking yeah, first yeah. round pick. Yeah. yeah. So like, it's not like he. I guess he was a disappointment. Right. For the talent the was Orioles. always there. Like he never. You know, he never came to fruition and really, you know, did what they expected of him. Right. Um, but for us to get the Bundy that they thought they had for some minor league prospects, yeah, that's awesome. And, and I think what well, he's here like on a one year deal. Well, yeah. actually, he's under team control until twenty twenty two. He's in he's in his arbitration years. Okay. So, so so you're looking at like I saw somebody throw up on like Facebook today like Garrett Cole stats versus Bundy stats. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. So Bundy, Bundy's like killing it, right? And in the money, the money aspect, the money, too. Right. the money and, is like not even, not even close, right? We're talking two different ballparks there. Um, so that's pretty amazing that we're able to do that. That's that's true money ball right there, I guess. So yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. Um, based on our record recently, when we're picking up people that were like supposed to be something, right? Like a Matt Harvey or right, and I think. This is and the we're hoping they were going to rebound and yeah. find themselves and in Southern the, California. This could be the pitching version of, you know, uh, Brian Goodwin. You know, someone where maybe you weren't expecting a whole lot and he really over overperforms. But like I said, he's under team control until uh, he doesn't hit free agency until 2022. So, um, you know, if he has a good year, then obviously arbitration, he probably makes a little more more money. But and it's not Garrett Cole money, so but yeah, exactly. we're on the up and, and up. You're kind of good. you're not really tied to him long term, right. but. Um, yeah, the last, you know, his season so far, even if you want to go his whole season three and one with a one five seven ERA. But what I really stuck out to me is that he has 35 strikeouts to only three walks. That's amazing. I love that stat. The walks is, you know, you, yeah, you the look walk at, to, you the look walk at the strikeout ratio. Yeah. You know, you look at Heaney's stat line or you look at Canning's stat line. The walks are killing these guys. That's what happens when you pitch to contact, when you, when you, when you're in command of your pitches, uh, the 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 stat line is gonna go your way that way, and and he's just been dealing, dude. Yeah, and I think I was like we kind of mentioned earlier, he's confident. He knows his stuff exactly. is working. Mm -hmm. So there's not a oh he called you know a, a fastball. Oh, I don't know, it's not working. No, he's like all right, cool. I'm gonna blow it by him, or I'm gonna paint that corner. Right. And there's just something about that with athletes. I don't care if it's baseball, basketball, football, whatever. When you're confident, and you know you can do your job at the next level you, you know it's really hard to uh beat that yeah i uh, love the poise on the mound too he like you said it's a confidence he's he's great right now love, i'm digging it sigh 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 bundy yep 
So next email from Steve Atwood. Angels need to take the win every inning approach and not try to, to get ahead of themselves. Uh, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I think at, at a certain point when a team was struggling like the Angels were there, um, especially when the pitching with the uh, bullpen, I think you have to look at it that way um, where let's just win every inning because every 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 inning is a win for you. That's a way to build something up. You know, right. hey, we didn't give up any runs here. We scored two, you know. It's uh, it's almost like the uh, the social where he says let's win every game, you know, every mm-hmm. series uh, for this team, for Joe, for the way the season's been going so far, the twenty twenty. How I think, yeah, I like I like that idea where hey, let's take it inning by inning, pitch by pitch, and then we'll take it from there. Um, but yeah, I don't think I don't think they're fully at that level yet. Like where you know they're that terrible. But <laughs> I like that idea. I like that idea. Chris, what do you think? You, I mean, I guess this is coach speak, so obviously coach, you know, John's coached a little bit, Chris yeah. has coached a little bit, so I'm interested to see how you feel about that. What was the question again? <laughs> Angels Sorry, I zoned out. I'm also producing this show. Uh, He's a video you know, I'm, I'm working on the camera views right now. My bad. Uh, Angels need to take the win every inning approach and try not to get ahead of themselves. No, that's something that you always tell as a co- as a coach. Just go out there, win every inning, and then you're going to win the game, win a series. That's all it is. Win series, and you're going to two out of three. You're going to be a 600 team, and um, it's gonna you know just like even with the A's, it's chipping away mm-hmm. at the overall you know total. Especially when you, when you come off a series when you're zero and three. I mean, shoot, when you go two and three on an A's team that won nine straight. It's pretty awesome. So, yeah, I don't know. That's all you can do. Game by game, inning by inning, pitch by pitch. I know it sounds cliche. I know, real cliche. So cliche. I hate saying that. I don't want to be that guy. But it is. It's true. All things that are cliche are, there's some truth to it. It's like, yeah, obviously. Uh, But I don't think there's a different approach. But I don't know. I just feel, yeah. Yeah, the team that scores the most points is going to win the game. At the end of the day, if uh, you make the stop, you win the game. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I understand what he's saying. No, yeah. It makes perfect sense. But, yeah, I mean, if you don't think – it's like if you don't think they have that approach already, then I don't know what you think they're thinking. Like, like, hey, guys, let's lose the first first, second, and third inning, and then we'll come back. No, like that's your approach all the time. So – I know they need to have it, and I'm pretty sure they already have it. I'm sure they've had it since they were in, you know, Little League, and they finally started keeping score. I, you know, it, it's it's coach speak, it's cliche, it's everything there. I mean, it makes sense, but I'm just like, yeah, and I'm pretty sure they just gotta always... stop the big inning. I think, and yeah. I think that's the yeah. big. It's like thing. Giving, the Angels are notorious. I mean, especially this team. Yeah, giving up the big inning, you're going to a you five can... spot. The bleeding is just ugh. No, man. and that's a, and that's that's a really good thing. I'm glad you brought that up because the Angels, you know, it's it's rare, and we kind of talked about it today. We text back and forth about that canning um, start today. It's like, you know, the Angels tied it up. It would have been really great for him to come out and go one, two, three, and just. Boom, you know, stop yeah. any kind of yeah, yeah, but yeah. they end up giving another home run and and all that stuff. But you know, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is you can lose an inning. I mean it's not gonna cost you the game, but you can't afford you can afford the inning that you give up one run to zero runs in that inning. You can't afford the five runs to zero runs in an inning. That right. will kill you. And it just seems yeah. like once the teams start getting into a a rhythm, the Angels pitchers just see me, and I think we because we watched the the Sunday game. Mm-hmm. Well, what was it, Andrew? Yes, where he and could just knock. It seemed like off. he got a bad call and he walked on maybe a, a pitch that should have been called strike three. 
but then it just kind of snowballed. Yeah. Instead of like, and again, I'm not trying to be like I'm in his head, but it just seemed like from where I was that he couldn't move on and be like, okay, cool. Now I'm gonna get the next guy. It, it, like it was still bugging him. And then it, 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 it just kept on going and going and they couldn't stop the bleeding. Yeah. And especially, especially the pitching side where, you know, the Angels scored three runs, right? And then they give it right back the very next inning or, you know, they tie it up. And oh, in the very the next, in the very next inning, the worst. you know, the Tehran or, or whoever it was gives it right back. And you're like, here we are down four again. Right. You know, you mm-hmm. can't expect your offense to bail you out all the time. At some point they got to bury it. And yeah, Chris said it right. It, it's that beginning that ultimately kills. That's been our MO for the last like three years. And it's just very, very frustrating. Let's just hope that it can kind of turn soon. Yeah, exactly. But the crazy thing is, is that I think we overcame two five-run deficits this season and came back to win. Right. Yeah. Which is super rare. Which is cool. Which is great. Like, don't get me wrong. You're, so we have the ability. But you don't want to be put in. But you don't want to have to have that ability. Yeah, That's you a momentum killer, dude. Because yeah. you, you can't expect your offense to go, like... Yeah, like we just scored five runs and you can't freaking yeah, like hold when, the lead again. Yeah, dude. like when like, Daniel was texting us like on what Monday, and he's like, "Oh, you see the game is it's tied up nine to nine. and I'm like, "What? Yeah, like I turned I that game off an hour and a half ago. I was the loyal one out of the three that was like, "You know what? I'm gonna keep it on. I don't care what people say. Yeah, I was like, "I'm not afraid. Go, I'm not afraid to admit that." You go, you go on like, Twitter and everybody's like, "Oh, it's one of those games." All right, I'll no watch. I'll watch some stupid documentary over that. <laughs> well, I was watching the Lakers, and but then I game, flipped it back, and a game that ultimately didn't matter for the Lakers. But I was just like, I'd rather just watch the Lakers, you know. And but, there's me plugging away watching the Angels and and keeping everyone updated. But I had I had the game on my li- on my life on my phone. I was keeping up with the play by play, but I just didn't. I didn't want to. Come back just to have the bullpen, like, me be mad at Hobie Milner fucking effing hey, serving. Hey, he's been... Serving it up. Hey, since that Where's game... Where's Hobie? I haven't seen Hobie recently. He warmed up yesterday. I don't think he ever got in. No. Yeah. So, but. yeah, I just... Yeah. Don't want to get my heart broken. Hey, John's done that so many times. Yeah, sorry. Hey, he was boogie boarding earlier down at Huntington. I heard. <laughs> there are reports. Me. Listening to, there are reports on Listening TMZ. to uh, Good Vibrations and stuff. No. Marky Mock. He's probably listening to a little bit more modern... He's young. Probably like K Rock. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, the K Rocker. All right, moving on. <laughs> Duncan Healy writes in tough loss today. However, to be honest with you guys, did you uh to be honest with you guys, did you expect them to win a game at all in the next six games? <laughs> from them to, for them to take two out of three from the hot Oakland from a hot Oakland team uh was impressive. Bring on the Dodgers. Uh okay, I'll tone it down a bit. <laughs> But no, it's, it's true. And we talked about that coming into this game with the of the of the A's or the series with the A's winning nine in a row. I don't know how much we really expected from them coming uh, in, again into the series. I did not expect us to take two out of three from Oakland. If anything, we would win one from Oakland, one from the Dodgers. For them to take two out of three is amazing in my in my, in my book because Oakland coming into this game nine in a row. And let's not mention. The way their bats were going, their pitching staff was dealing. Their well, bullpen that, their is bull- their, yeah. Their yeah. bullpen is their strong suit. And in that first game, the Angels got to that bullpen. They were scoring. I mean, they had a nine forward lead, and the Angels came back and scored like five runs on that bullpen. So that within itself is is an accomplishment in its own. So two out of three. Uh yeah, I'm amazed. And and like I we mentioned it before, you text me and said, Okay, what 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 What's realistic for you? How many games are the Angels going to win in these next six? And I said, optimistically, I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to be 
I'm going to be nice and say they're going to win too. Yeah, because like honestly, from what you saw against um, Seattle and Texas, like I know Seattle, they won two or three. Right. But Rendon was struggling. Uh, Otani was struggling. So it was like they can't depend on Trout alone to beat a good team like the A's. So Mm -hmm. to see um, Rendon finally kind of turn that corner, to see Otani hit a home run, to see even on that – Tuesday game getting contributions from guys that aren't the big names like the Jason Castro's like the 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 uh, uh, Goody like mm-hmm. Fletcher I mean when you start getting contributions from those guys you know as a fan you get excited because like okay cool you don't have to always put it on Trout it's not like oh you you, you turn on the game and it's, it's in the bottom of the inning and it's like you know uh, six seven eight coming up you're like oh okay well they're not gonna do anything so right. when you get that part of the lineup uh, kicking in. It, it just it helps his team overall. Absolutely, and and even you know blessing in disguise for the offense is Otani being able to be the DH full time. It allows you to kind of have him in that lineup, adding another power bat, and lower in the lineup you can drop a Goody who today batted ninth in the lineup. You know yeah, what I, mean? I mean so that's awesome. Goody can play. I mean, yeah, like I said earlier, Goody batting eighth or ninth. Yep. I mean, and the role he's on right now, regardless if it's lefties or righties, that that's that's a really good lineup, yep. and then. Again, we kind of talked about it last week. If Upton ever kind of gets out of his funk, mm. you know he, you know he can hit home runs. You know he's going to be a power guy. He might be a two thirty power guy that hits you in a regular season thirty home so runs. So Albert Pujols. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I. Uh, but right now with Adele, Adele getting his first multi hit game, I think on Tuesday night. Yeah. And then today, finally getting the ball up. And out of, out of the infield, but you got it was a really great good play catch. To, great catch. Yeah, but you know if he can kind of start maturing and, and figuring things out, and again he is. It seems like since the whole um, home run that was a negative home run on him, <laughs> it seems like he is being. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. Joe Canseco. Joe Canseco. At least he didn't hit his head. Um, he does seem like he's being more patient at the plate. Yeah, he is working counts, and that was the biggest thing coming into the majors. Was is he ready to see major league pitching? Because he already has a swing and miss kind of deal with him. Right, so, right. if he continues to work counts, if he continues to um, recognize pitches, that's only going to help him. Because then pitchers are obviously going to have to start working more into the zone, and that you know, obviously, any any time a pitcher works in the zone, it benefits anybody. So that's yeah. you know something to look forward to. Our last emailer, um, Edward Viscaino. Uh, what is going on with Canning? All things considering, though, the Angels starting staff hasn't been too bad. What do you guys think? I agree. I think if you take away Shohei Otani's starts, that stat line for the team ERA and all that stuff goes down considerably. Um, the only thing that I have a problem with so far is their inability to get far into games. You know, I think Heaney, again... This has been a problem for Heaney for like two, three years now where you're looking at that stat line. It's four and a third, four and two thirds. Maybe he goes five. Um, Same thing with Canning lately, you know, four and a third, three and a third uh, pitch count. So, yeah, but all considering it's not terrible, guys. This this pitching staff has done decent enough, which is crazy to think. Um, When you look at the struggles of the pitching staff, you have to point the finger at the bullpen because early on that bullpen just was serving up just meatballs. So, um, but the starting rotation isn't bad. Of course, we don't got the guys that stand out 
We don't have that sexy name out there. We don't have that ace of the staff. Dylan Bundy's sexy. Well, right now he is. But, you know, if you're looking at <laughs> looking at that paper and you go Heaney, Bundy, Canning, Sandoval, uh, right. a lot of a lot of potential, but not a lot of a lot of uh, well, what's the word? A lot of potential, but not a lot of um, meat. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and a lot and, of sizzle, no, no steak. Yeah. Right so we're banking on that. These guys can, you know, a Heaney and a Canning live up to what we think they can do. Um, but if they're able to progress and we've talked about it with Sandoval progression, Every time you go out, you do better. Get a little better, yep. That's great because if, if they get better than what they're doing now, then that's going to win us a lot of games. Yeah, and, and obviously kind of talking about the, the, the canning thing, and we, we talked about it a little bit before the pod. You know, his last start before today, before Wednesday, he couldn't he couldn't find his rhythm, it seemed like. He couldn't find the zone. He walked a lot of guys. He put himself in a bad situations, and now it seems – today against the A's that he was kind of like over, overcompensating where it's like I'm going to pound the strikes on a pound the strikes on and, and and he got hit around a little bit and again you know those fly balls were just kind of flying out of Angel yeah. Stadium today so um, you know with him I think it's it's kind of the opposite of Bundy we talked about it. Bundy has that super confidence where he knows when he when a pitch is called and he's going to and he's going to throw it that it's going to it's going to hit that that zone it's going to hit that where the uh, catcher setting up with Henny, it feels like he's not a hundred percent confident right now, and and maybe it takes him another start or two to get that confidence back. I mean, pitching is so weird because like one start can, can set you up for a streak of a lot of good starts, and then one bad start, you kind of start second guessing yourself. Yeah, I bottom line is I don't think you can pinpoint anything that's really really wrong with with uh, Canyon other than like I'll agree with you a hundred percent on. Um, his confidence. Um, right. You have to have to. You have to want to go up there and have the confidence that and you're going to get out. I, I still you know? think he's trying to work on some things. He's young. You know. Again, this season doesn't help anyone. Um, again, kind of getting uh, pushed into everything really quickly. And, and and again, this season is going to be a lot about who stays healthy. And as long as he gets out of the inning healthy, out of the game healthy, I think that's going to be a, a huge thing. But um, you know, the pitching. As a whole, again, we kind of already talked about Bundy and how good he's been, but Andrew Haney does need to kind of be that next guy up. And and like you said, he he's you know there's a four and two thirds, there's a five inning, there's a five and two thirds, there's a three and two thirds. So you know it'd be nice to see him kind of get into get, get into out, that sixth inning, man. Well, get not out only of that getting sixth into the sixth inning, inning get out of it, get out of it, get into yeah. the seventh inning. I think that's what you want to see from someone like Andrew Haney right now. Pitch count, pitch count is gonna gonna do it. You know, uh, and the thing with Haney, we talked about on Sunday when he pitched, it's like. He will be ahead of the count, and before you know it, he's trying to get to cute with these guys. Yep. He's in a full count situation where you could have easily, you know, pitched to contact, get a greater ground ball, do do you know, do something. But he's too finessey up there, you know. Yeah, so. he's he is very, you know, I don't know, like you, oh two, the guy doesn't always do it. Now let me paint the corner instead of just being like, you know what, this pitch, this fastball mm-hmm. in the corner worked. Let me go back to it again or. Yeah. Anything like that, but it, it, yeah, it's just you love what Bundy's doing, but if you can get Heaney on that same kind of caliber, because I mean, honestly, coming into the season, we probably expected Heaney to be better than Bundy. Absolutely, no, yeah, without a doubt. So yeah, so that's the last of the email questions for this for this week. Again, you guys can always reach us at allangelspodcast at gmail dot com, and then on our social media, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Halo underscore Haven. Uh, before. We start wrapping up this show. 
if you guys haven't been listening or following us on halo underscore haven on instagram and twitter uh, we are doing a donation type thing uh for the tyler skaggs foundation again tyler skaggs foundation.org and at tyler skaggs foundation on instagram every strikeout that the angels have in the year in the 2020 season we will be donate, donating one dollar for every strikeout and dylan bundy has been doing a great job of adding to that pot yeah he has i mean I 20 thought, in the last two uh, i was gonna say i thought it was gonna be otani mm-hmm. but once he went down i was like oh i don't know where all the strikeouts is kind of mm-hmm. gonna come from but Bundy has been a silver lining uh, in the Angels' uh, rotation, and he has been just absolutely killing it. Yeah, so $1 for every strikeout this year is being donated to the Tyler Skaggs Foundation to help uh, the, the the community that Tyler Skaggs was so involved with. It's a way to keep his memory alive uh, so that you know he can always have a hand in giving back to the community. And it goes to, you know, obviously kids that need it, uh, situation, you know, maybe yeah, they, they the, had the, a their last food the, drive, right? Food drive for mm-hmm. kids, obviously, with um, school being the way it is, and, right. and and you know, you have a kid that's going through it yeah. right now, as far as a uh, distant, distant learning. learning. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, some kids need food, some kids need um, meals, and they provided those meals for you know kids in the area, and that's obviously just kind of the beginning of what they're going to do, but. Um, yeah, Debbie, his wife, or no, Debbie, his mom, and then Carly, his wife, have been doing a great job running it. They're they're kind of hand in hand and doing everything for mm-hmm. the, for the foundation, and it's just something where, um, obviously, Tyler coming on the podcast during street training last year was a big step we felt for ourselves, and you know, it's kind of a way for us, like I've always said, to kind of pay it forward. And um, Johnny said it best: just keep his name in the community and. As of right now, again, we're recording this Wednesday night after the series against Oakland. We are at 165 strikeouts. So that's $165 donated to the Tyler Skaggs Foundation as of right now. But we will continue to um, tally up the strikeouts as, this, as the year goes on. And then hopefully, like I, like we kind of mentioned, if Bundy keeps on going on a roll, then that's great. Yeah. Again, guys, if you guys want to add to that pot, hit us up on a DM at Halo underscore Haven or at... Uh, all angels podcast at gmail.com we will be more than happy to uh add your money to the pot that we will eventually donate to the tyler skaggs foundation or if you guys just if you guys i have a shirt if you guys are watching on facebook uh live i don't know if that camera's on you is that camera yeah, on, you? on you producer um it's on, it's on me. the producer right here um <laughs> I <got> you, you. <laughs> you can donate by purchasing one of these shirts it's a nike uh what do you call it what do you dry what? fit dry fit dry fit shirt great material nike um, you can buy one of these and sweaters, yeah. t-shirts, regular t-shirts, the dry right. fit t-shirts, um, a little bit of everything. Yeah, you can buy it, and the money goes to the Tyler Skanks Foundation. So, if you guys just want to do that, you can do that as well. TylerSkaggsFoundation.org, and again on Instagram, Tyler Skaggs Foundation. So, all right, so that's going to do it for us this week um, I will not be on the show on Sunday but vacation you, right. yeah but you will definitely take I the reins on, on, on Wednesday and we will have a special co-host yeah uh, Angelo Trinidad from the Beard Baseball blog that okay. uh, we've talked to a couple times and uh, yeah it should be fun uh, especially reviewing the Dodgers series ooh it's going to be that's going to be a good one so again that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the All Angels Podcast I'm Johnny Maggs I'm Dan Garcia and he's Chris the Curator Johnson wow he took a long time to pronounce his he name he big timed it right yeah, there yeah exactly uh, but that's going to wrap it up for it's us like guys see you guys on Sunday have a great one
there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine.